What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is a great good afternoon. It's 940 wins. Good afternoon in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, 866-801-0940. Uh, without further ado, when you got a big act, you bring it right out on stage. Come on. You don't wait. Teddy Covers joins us from LasVegasSportsMemo.com. Teddy, good afternoon. Thanks for calling into the Greek Zone. Hey, my pleasure, Greek. How you doing today? I'm doing very good. Uh, got a couple emails I definitely want to address with you. I know you are nice enough to answer them after we get to your picks. How are you? How's the weather in Vegas? So it's beautiful today. Huh? Was it last week that I was freezing? Hey, that, that, that's come and gone. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, don't, we don't have to worry about this deep freeze coming from most of the country. It's supposed to be gorgeous here all week. Uh, that's awesome to hear. I mean, because when I when I think of Vegas, I always think of nice weather. When you hear it's cold, it is a little odd. You're like, cold Vegas? How could that be? But it does get cold sometimes. People don't realize it. That's the bottom line. How you been hitting the games? Yeah, uh, good. You know, we we uh, we nailed it last night. Uh, we had the, the Raiders. Uh, I'm a lucky side, and, and Temple was a right side. I think last night against uh, South Florida, although they didn't do it uh, easily for me. So uh, I'll take the two and zero. November's been good so far. Uh, good. November football's been very good so far, which is a, a big. You know, my, my October was about, <laughs> uh, I don't want to uh, understate it, uh, it was certainly not one of my better months. I'll just put it that way. Uh, it happens. Uh, and, you know, it, it does. But un- unfortunately, <laughs> you know, you don't like to, to go cold in the middle of football season. Uh, and no. I did. Uh, but the good news is that here in November, things have uh, started to turn around. Well, they turned around, and uh, so far, so good. So I, I have no complaints here on a Friday All right, let's go to some picks, and then I'll give you a couple. And then I got a couple email questions, and we'll... Lock and roll. Teddy Covers from SportsMemo.com. Where are we going, Teddy? Where are we starting? Yeah, I like to give you, uh, like, one play for every day over the week. You know, I've been kind okay. of doing that on Friday shows. So uh, I've been doing one NBA for tonight. I'll give you one college football for tomorrow. And I'll give you one NFL for Sunday. And I think you'll probably hate all of them. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But if they win, you won't hate them nearly as much. No, the no, NBA no. NBA for tonight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I have made a bet on the Atlanta Hawks plus two and a half as home dogs against Sacramento, and we have bet on and bet against here. Uh, the Kings have they've had a pretty good road trip. They play competitive basketball. I don't trust Sacramento to start winning games on the road by margin. Covering point spreads in Toronto is one thing. Winning <laughs> on the highway is another thing entirely. Uh, so Sacramento is certainly not a team I'm looking to lay points with on the road. And Atlanta, they played the second night of back to back. Uh, on Wednesday, and they were a complete no-show at home against Chicago. Every quote uh, from that locker room is, we can't let that happen. We're coming tonight. We're going to make up for that here. Uh, I think the Hawks are live as home dogs in the Atlanta, plus two and a half against Sacramento in NBA action for Friday night. Okay, we'll start with the Hawks. And they're home getting two and a half. That's pretty good. Uh, not even. Yeah. yeah, I would think that the Hawks might be laying a couple against Sacramento, but uh, that's interesting, that line. So go with the Hawks on a home team. 
Yeah, the markets uh, the markets are liking Sacramento right now. Of course, Atlanta lost John Collins, and they're saying, "Well, it's hopeless now without Collins." I saw them beat the Spurs without Collins two nights, uh, three nights ago. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they have another good game here. And uh, Trey Young is bet on all the way right now. Young went 0 for 8 from three point range range the other day, and really had his worst game of the season. Uh, again, I, I don't expect it to happen two games in a row. Not a problem. Where else are we going on Saturday? All right, so I got a bet against the Gators here. Uh, Ooh, wow. And that, of course, means taking that means taking Vanderbilt plus 27 points. And this is uh, an absolute – I do not expect Vandy to win. I don't expect Vandy to come close to winning. But 27 points is too many points here. Vandy hasn't lost a game by more than four touchdowns all year. Florida has won uh, against the D1 foe. Florida has one win uh, by this margin as a D1 foe. But they're certainly not – this is not an explosive Florida offense, you know. And coming up, when you look at their last four games, you know, uh, who the Gators played. Uh, give me one second, I'll pull it up. I mean, it's, uh, they, they played four Georgia. huge, huge games uh, in a row. It started uh, with the Auburn game, and then yep. LSU, and then South Carolina, and then Georgia. And now yep. Andy, and you can just you can feel the exhale from the quotes coming out of the Gators this week. You know, I know they lost and all of that, but. You know, Florida's going to win this game. They're going to win it by a couple of touchdowns. What they do with Andy every year. The last four meetings between these two teams all decided uh, by 14 or less. Gators win by a couple of touchdowns. Give me plus 27 with the Vanderbilt Commodores. Makes sense, Teddy. I like that pick. Uh, I don't hate that one. I didn't hate the first one. Maybe it's the third one I'm going to hate in the NFL. Let's go there. No, you'll definitely hate the third one. And, of course, remember, Uh-oh. Vandy's playing with two backup quarterbacks who haven't seen a whole lot of action yet. Uh, Uh-oh. So. Uh, but one's the better thrower, one's the better passer, and their quarterback play already has been horrific. It's not going to get worse. At least Florida has no film uh, on these guys, and the fact that there's two guys, if somebody catches fire or somebody starts to move the football, Mason will leave them in the game. Uh, play number three in the NFL for Sunday. Teams making me money. They've been making everybody money if you're backing them. That team, of course, is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are live to make the playoffs. Live to win the division. Wow. <laughs> and catching four points at home against the Rams. Let's start with the pro Pittsburgh side of the equation. All right. At four and four, and the Steelers stole one last week against Indy. Fine with me. Look at this is their next this is their next six games after this. All right, they have the Rams this week. At Cleveland, at Cincy, Cleveland at home, at Arizona, Buffalo, at the Jets. You wow. tell me they can't win all those games? They could win every one of those games. That puts them Week 17 at Baltimore for the division title. Uh, I got the Steelers at six to one to win the division in my pocket. Um, so, but that's a long term. The short term for this game. All right. How many times do we have to see Jared Goff on the road against a good defense before we go? Let's not lay points with the Rams on the road against a good defense. Yes, we've seen it before. We've seen it at home. We saw it in the 49ers game. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in. At uh, Soldier Field against the Bears last year. We've seen enough bad golf that we know we don't want the Rams when they step up against a good defense. Bad defenses, I'll take golf all day. Good defenses where the running game is not likely to be there. And this is a Rams team. Last year, 4.9 yards per carry. This year, 3.9 yards per carry. That's a huge drop-off from being an elite running team to being a below-average running team. And low surprise. When you can't run the football, Goff can't throw. You know, his numbers way down from where they were a season ago. Completion percentage, quarterback rating, interceptions are up, etc., etc. I understand that L.A.'s coming off a bye and Pittsburgh's coming off a hard-fought win, but 
the four points here are a part. That Steelers defense is making plays every week. How many touchdowns is Minka Fitzpatrick giving them? You know, I say, oh, the offense doesn't work that well. Great. Pittsburgh's covering spreads on defense, and the Rams don't do good against good defenses. Plus four with the Steelers on Sunday for me. Teddy covers sportsmemo.com. Nice enough to call the Greek Zone every Friday. Teddy and I have been friends and working together about 15 years. And I got to tell you, this is one relationship that I never worry about and that I'm always interested in. My other ones, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) I got a couple of picks for you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this. uh, But I think Penn State beats up Minnesota tomorrow. Minnesota's 8-0, I know, but I don't think they've played anybody. Penn State's always in big games. I even think this line is low. I like Penn State. Am I wrong thinking this? You're not wrong thinking it. You're allowed to have that opinion. Uh, I, I personally have an opinion on the other side of that. I think that Minnesota okay. is the undervalued commodity here. So talk to me about uh, it. And Tell I know they why. haven't played anyone. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that Minnesota hasn't played anyone, a lot of times they're going to view that as a, as a negative at this stage yeah. of the season. In this instance, I'm viewing it as a positive. Here's why. Okay. Look at the point spread. All right? Yeah. Penn State's laying a touchdown on the road because Minnesota hasn't played anyone and because there's absolutely no market respect for the Gophers. And everyone's looking at Minnesota and saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. If you've watched the Gophers, you know two things about this team. One is that they're pretty darn good. Okay? Yeah. You know, I understand they haven't beaten anyone. They haven't played anyone. All you can do is play the teams on your schedule. I've seen them. They're good. Okay? And number two... Uh, is that if you've been watching Minnesota, you know that this team has shown the we can take a punch and punch back, and that's so important in step-up in class games. We've seen the Gophers take punches this year. We've seen them have bad first halves. We've seen them rally from behind in the fourth quarter uh, to win games, rally in OT to win games. I like the character of that team. And when we look at Penn State, again, there's a lot to like about the Nittany Lions, one of the things we don't like about the Nittany Lions is their offense on the road against a good defense. Hasn't gotten the job done. Couldn't move the ball against Michigan. Couldn't move the ball uh, against Iowa. Uh, I'm not convinced that they, you know, this is a tight game. This isn't someone's going to, Penn State's going to blow this team off the field. Uh, and plus a seven to me uh, was a no-brainer with the Golden Gophers. All right, Teddy Covers, SportsMemo.com. A team that I think is in disarray. But it's not a big marquee game, but I like Boston College laying two and a half over Florida State. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, so I I can understand the thought process. I'm okay. not going to get to the betting window. Okay, I, okay. I'm not. Um, BC, you know, in the Syracuse game last week, they had five touchdowns of 50-plus yards in the second quarter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that doesn't happen against Florida State's defense. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You know, and if Florida State can have any success at shutting down the run, you know, Boston College playing with a backup quarterback and he's not good. <laughs> That's not a backup QB I want my money on against a good defense. And I was reading a bunch of quotes this week uh, from the Seminoles. A lot of times you see a coach get fired and it's a bet on situation, and it appears they like the interim coach a lot. Uh, I got nothing but positive quotes from FSU, so. I don't know that I trust him. <laughs> I didn't yeah. pull the trigger on him. But if I was betting, it would be Florida State, not Boston College. And at plus three, maybe get to the window. It's two and a half still across the board. Teddy covers sportsmemo.com. I'm going to go to Sunday. Uh, San Fran is playing Seattle. Russell Wilson, I feel like he always keeps plays alive. He's playing well. I know they've been in a lot of close games. 
But I like Seattle plus the six and a half. Any thoughts? That's Monday Night Football. Yes. And I like the other side of that game, and I like it a fair bit. Well, that's great. Um, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you can't lose on both picks. You got me or Teddy. You already got winners. <laughs> Guarantee winners. <laughs> um, so the only reason that this wasn't a big step-up, big-ticket play for me is that the track record for Wilson as a road dog, for Carroll as a road dog, is just too strong. I mean, they have been better than anybody in the NFL in this role. So mm-hmm. I can certainly understand the market support for the Seahawks. All that said, all right, there's a bunch of things to consider here for the San Fran side. Number one, they should have both starting offensive tackles and their fullback uh, back this week, the Pro Bowl fullback. That's a big difference <laughs> for that offense. Both tackles and the fullback, a uh, huge difference. And this is also a 49er command. You read every quote at the locker room. They're not that happy. They are hungry and motivated. They know they have a special team. They know they have a chance to do something special this season. On national TV, at home, on Monday night, I'm not stepping in front of the elite team with a chance to put on a show that's getting healthier. And, I mean, let's be honest, uh, the play calling. Shanahan is coaching circles around everybody right now. San Fran's play calling is leaving everybody uh, off balance. And... Yeah, Seattle's won all these games, and they've had a nice little run here. The Seahawks' defense isn't good. We saw it again last week where Tampa Bay hung 34 on them and should have won the game. And, yeah, Wilson made some plays at the end, and Wilson's incredible, all that. But Seattle is a good notch or two down compared to San Fran. I don't know how much they'll have left in the tank after these wild games they played the last couple of weeks. And I know the 49ers are going to show up on Monday night. I like San Fran, minus the points, a lot more than Seattle, plus the points. All right, Teddy Covers, shot a couple holes in my picks, but that doesn't matter. We always like the other side. I got a couple emails for you. Um, uh, I got a couple emails for you I want to talk to you about. Right up the front, um, I got a gentleman who wants to know, if you could tell him, what makes the criteria for these games? Like that you have a game. Like what is the process Teddy Covers goes through? He's very interested in you and what you do. And how does it start, like the preparation? And, you know, do you look at the whole board? And how does it come up? Well, I get these are my picks. That's a basic question. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's not a one-minute answer. <laughs> uh, I, I'll do my best to abbreviate. But, I mean, my process starts before the when the games end on Saturday night. Uh, and I'm going to go through every box score and every recap and every local paper I can find, and I'm going through and and finding whatever coaches quotes and what's this locker room talking about, and I'm adjusting my power ratings and making my number for the next week. And the lines come out on Sunday, and this is all I'm doing this all through the day on Saturday and all through Saturday night. It tends to be fairly long. I wake up early on Sunday to finish uh, before the NFL games get going, uh, and then uh, I make my numbers the week and then the lines come out the first lines come out about 11 o'clock Sunday morning and then other books post a little bit later in the afternoon usually about uh, just after halftime of the late games in the NFL and then I might make a handful of bets right there and then usually around key numbers some of that stuff gets to the goes to the client some of that stuff stays in my pocket depending on where the markets move okay then (laughs) uh when it comes to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and then as we go through the week I'm going to release some place to the clients. I'm going to make bets on a daily basis. 
and it's all information-based and or line move-based. I'm trying to lock in at good numbers when I see them, when I expect the markets to move. Uh, to move. And when it comes to what picks I'm actually going to give out on the show on Friday, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this is what I do. I look at okay. stuff that I bet, and I say, okay, they can get this number. Uh, should I use this game or that game? Well, I bet this one or that one. I think they'll get this number, bet that one. Uh, that's exactly how I you know, pick the criteria for what three games I'm going to use. It's stuff that I bet uh, or advise my clients to bet or both. Uh, that uh, that you can still find the, uh, the the point spread that we're looking for, and that's basically how I choose which ones to use uh, here for the show. Thank you very much. I thought that was an interesting email because people do get very intrigued with this sports get betting getting bigger and bigger. I don't know if you saw this stat this week. They're saying by 2025, they believe seven to eight billion will be bet on sports legally in America, which is great for guys like yourself because you do this, and it just seems like people are needing more and more information and looking to consume it at a lot of places. It's just great news. Colorado yeah. this week passed. It, 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 it is. <laughs> uh, all that being said, I mean, all the projections are all, I mean, they're projections. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of the actual numbers, but it's certainly right now the biggest growth stretch in this industry that I've seen in, in my, you know, 20-plus years of day. It's awesome. I mean, again, I think it's great for guys like you. And just the lean, not a pick. It's the biggest game of the year, Alabama-LSU. i got a lot of people say, who does Teddy think or whatever. You don't have to make a pick. I know it's not your pick. But what would you lean toward? LSU. Okay. Um, LSU, unfortunately, seems to be a very trendy underdog this week. All that being said, Alabama's not going to win the national title every year. You know, they're really good. It's an elite program. LSU's good enough to hang with them this year. I really think they are. Teddy covers sportsmemo.com. Shot many holes in my picks this week. I like that because maybe I'll change now. I trust this guy, and you should too. Teddy, how can people consume you and get all the information and your podcast on a daily basis? Sure. Sure. I mean, look, uh, the website is sportsmemo.com. I encourage you to take a visit. You see I do videos. They're up there all the time. Uh, free plays and paid plays as well at sportsmemo.com. And follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. Uh, you'll get, you know, uh, links to shows that I'm doing and uh, a whole bunch of analysis throughout the course of the week. So uh, Teddy underscore covers on Twitter. Thanks a lot, brother. Have a great weekend. Stay warm, and we'll talk soon. I look forward to it. All right, pal. Teddy covers sportsmemo.com. The Greek Zone. Good afternoon. It's Friday. You're in South Florida. Could it be any better? I don't think so. I do not think so. We'll be back in a few minutes to more nonsense. Peace. It is the great good afternoon, 940 wins. Thank you for listening to the program. We are the home of the Florida Gators. Don't forget tomorrow the Gators play Vanderbilt at 12 o'clock. The pregame is at 9 o'clock. Ricardo's in the studio, 866-801-0940. Kissing management's ass, which he does a great job on a Friday. We always appreciate that. Uh, call him if you want to talk NBA. You want to talk college football, biggest game of the year. Both teams are 8-0, LSU and Alabama. Would love to talk to you guys about what you think. Who do you think is going to win? Who's going to cover? That's all I care about. Uh, speaking of winning and covering, our Miami Heat did a great job last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, won a game that they had to win, 124, I believe, to 108. Jimmy Butler had 30 points in the first half. Hats <laughs> off for that. I mean, that, that free agency was worth it right there. Dragic, another big game. I hope they don't trade him. Uh, I know the Heat are trying to trade waiters, but mm, it's like bringing turkey to Thanksgiving. I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with you. 
Nobody wants more turkey. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's a great situation where the Heat, they got to win. They got the Lakers next with LeBron. The Lakers are playing great. They lost the opener to the Clippers, and then they've ripped them off uh, throughout. So, again, if they go back home 6-3, and three, that's not bad. Uh, if they ever get a win, 7-2, and two, wow. I mean, that would be a great first 10 games almost uh, in, the ga- in the books. Playing 82 games to get off to a 7-2 and two start would be awesome. Uh, the NBA now is fining uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, the Clippers, for the 50000 which makes no sense. First they said it was okay. Then they say it's not okay. Uh, Antonio Brown yesterday was amazing. He sends out a tweet about <laughs> 9 o'clock in the morning. It's bizarre. I said this yesterday on the show, if you got a chance to listen. He probably called his agent. His agent's like, we don't hear anything. We're waiting to hear an answer. He tweets something out that his agent probably calls him back and says, by the way, uh, we got a meeting next week. So then Antonio Brown like runs in the backyard and goes, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm just disgusted. I, I don't understand it. Just lay low. I know it's got to be tough and you're chopping at the bit, but, man, don't don't add to the drama. I mean, next week I think he's going to hit that elevator in New York City when he's going to go to Roger Goodell's office. He's going to go way up on high in one of those buildings. As soon as he's going to walk in, Roger Goodell's going to have his tweet above his desk and say, Antonio, you want to explain this? What the hell is this? It just doesn't make sense. Talk about shooting yourself in a foot. And they're going to address it. So, I mean, for me, Antonio Brown, just lay low, bro. Stay off of Twitter. There's speculation or rumors he might even have a burner account. Just lay low. You got enough money. Hang out with the family. Hang out with the friends. Just do what you got to do. Go run patterns at a high school. But stay off social media if you want to get back in. Ricardo, what were your thoughts on that? Actually, um, I was actually texting Ashley about it last night because, yeah, he came out later and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. uh, I'm really eager to get back in the NFL. It was like at 8 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock at night. And, no, this is just bizarre. And you can't even say um, that it was a hack or anything like that because he wrote that. And it's it's filled with his usual uh, misspellings and just horrible grammar throughout the whole entire thing. I mean, again, doesn't make sense for me, for him. Uh, this is who he is. I understand that. But as his agent, he's got to be going crazy, Drew, mm-hmm. and be like, man, come on. I'm trying to get you back in. Uh, my dad always said every day they shoot at you, don't give them bullets. And that's a perfect example. Whether or not he gets back in the NFL, I don't think so. I don't see it happening for Antonio Brown. Uh, but, man, that sure didn't help his case. And like I said, next Friday he's got to go there and sit down with him. I mean, you know they're going to look at him and go, come on, man. What the hell is going on with this? I just don't think he plays another uh, down in the NFL. Not this year. I mean, things could change. And maybe he's going to have to show them a change. Maybe you can say counseling. I don't know what. I'm sitting down with people. I'm talking to people. But his attitude and the way he is is not going to be encouraging for the NFL. Roger Goodell and them to say, hey, you know, we want you part of this brand, uh, one of the biggest brands in the world, the NFL. Not a great situation for him. Agreed. It really isn't. Uh, Ricardo, we have somebody on, on hold? That's right. We got Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing, bud? What's up, guys? Hey, hey you know, the, the funny thing about well, – hey, buddy. Um, so I'll start it off. I am a Raiders fan. And sure. one thing that I will say is, like, when I watch Derek Carr right now, I'm sure we all sit back as Raider fans and say, I wonder, you know, how great the offense would be with someone like Antonio. But then on the other hand, as I grew up playing sports and, and you know, as a father and stuff like that, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm glad that someone put him in his place. And I'm glad that he's not in the league because, you know what, this is a guy – that for his whole life, nobody's ever said no to him. Everybody's yes them For what? Just because you play a sport? You know, yep. something needs to come into reality. And sometimes when people say, 
who cares? You 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 play a sport, dude. You're gifted. Big deal. Outside of that, you you obviously don't know grammar. You don't know how to talk. You don't know how to act to people. You don't know how to respect anything except yourself. So you know what? It's like karma. Karma comes around at the la at the time when you don't expect it. And he thought that he was up on his high horse. Thought that he could do whatever he wants, and now it comes and Molly walked him right in his face, and now he doesn't know what to do. So for you to keep coming on and texting and putting stuff out that hey, one day I want to be in, one day I don't want to be in, you're being held back by the white man. This isn't that. You know what? Give me forty million dollars as a white man. I'll go in the NFL. I'll cut the grass every. I'll do whatever they want me to do. So it's so stupid when a person because outside of football, buddy, what do you got? You know what you got? You got your stupidity that you are, and you have no sense whatsoever. And it just, it just, it, it, I'm so glad it has happened to a person like this. And for all the other people that are out there, like that, that are athletes to think that sooner or later it won't happen to them, karma comes back at the funniest times. You guys have a great weekend. All right, brother. Appreciate the call. I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, everybody always has an opinion. Antonio Brown did bring it upon himself. Again, he was one of the best receivers for years. His stats are bar none. He's a Hall of Famer. He really is. But his actions have been very, very bad. And when you act this way in certain situations, you're going to have to pay. It's no difference Antonio Brown, Ricardo, or me. You, know, you can't be doing stuff like that and expect people to say, okay, we're going to give you another chance. And I think a lot of some athletes feel like that. Some athletes don't. Some people feel like that. Some people don't. It's just the way the world is. But on social media, you're giving them ammunition. I mean, that platform is there. So that's what people are judging on you. And a lot of times players will say, like, I don't, people don't know me or, you know, politicians will say it or movie stars. But they know what you put out there. And if you put out certain things like that, that's that's what you're going to get. I mean, Ricardo, yes, no. No, you're I mean, you're right. I just think that there might be a little bit more to it. Just I think there's a mental health aspect to this. And I know he hasn't come out and said anything, but these aren't in actions of a normal I don't want to say normal because that's not a uh, correct way to yeah. put it. But you know yeah. what I'm saying of a of an athlete going out there because he is acting really erratic and well, he's upset, he's angry, he's frustrated. I mean, all of the all of the things. I mean, you see people do stuff like that. I mean, sometimes you got to just set it down for 24 hours. Uh, right. I don't know if you can blame it on anything than just that he's like the caller said. You know, when you hear yes your whole life and then you hear no, you get upset, yeah. you he get angry. Being here, he hadn't. He had a really tough life growing up. He hadn't been hearing yes. Maybe for the last, like, six or seven years, yes, for mm -hmm. sure. But his entire life was a real big struggle. I'm not there to, you know, judge him on no. that. I'm no, just no. saying that it, I think there's a little bit more to this, and I don't think that this is behavior of a person who has a, just a clear mind. I think, honestly, from that perfect, that perfect hit that he took in the playoffs, he has not been the same since then. And, I mean, you know, when you got Mike Tomlin talking about, you know, keeping everything in the locker room and then you're filming, that's not normal behavior for normal people. You know what I'm saying? No, I, again, I hear everything you're saying, bro. I mean, again, you look at it and you're like, oh, man, it's like them saying to you at work tomorrow, uh, you know what, you can't wear blue socks and you walk in with blue socks. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Well, you could say, do you have a problem or are you just one of those guys that want to be defiant? Uh, say they say to you something else like, hey, you can't vape in the building. And you vape. Now, is there something wrong with you? Or is there just maybe you just don't want to listen to anybody? I mean, so, you know, every situation, my friend. Let's Remember when you're Let's playing. Okay. Okay. I told me what. Because I told we were playing blackjack and I just pulled up with 21. You got 19. I fold. Okay. Now, every situation is different. Like I said, he is not helping himself. That's the bottom line. Right. That's, that's just it. 
uh, end of day, he's not helping himself. But this weekend, there was big games. Teddy Covers was on for Sports Memo at that time. He likes Vanderbilt getting 27. The Gators will be on tomorrow, 12 o'clock. 9 o'clock is pregame. Made some great facts. The Gators have had four tough games in a row. South Carolina, LSU, Auburn. I mean, man, Georgia. So they might have a little bit of a letdown. Uh, And that's why guys like Teddy Covers are professionals because they see things like that where the average better just looks at this game and says, wow, I'm not going to look before or after. But it means a lot. It definitely does. And 12 o'clock games means sometimes they're weird. They really are. Sometimes I always feel like, are these kids really ready to rock and roll as opposed to 3.30? And then as opposed to 7.30 at night, like Alabama's playing LSU. I think if that game is 7.30 at night, I'm all over Alabama because I think it's just such a huge advantage when these big schools are home at nighttime and it's dark out, the kids are rowdy, it just seems like all day they're priming a pump. Yeah, I know it's not the team, but, man, when those when that crowd gets behind you and jacks you up, whew, I think it brings some of these guys to a different level. For me, I mean, that's what I, I, I view at a lot of things like that. Miami, the Canes are laying six to Louisville, some places seven. Canes win out. You know what? Hopefully they get bowl eligible. They don't need that much more, but it'll be a great year. Great for Diaz to finish that year. Um, Florida State, there's speculation. I don't know if this is true. I don't think it's a good thing. Deion Sanders to be a coach there. Uh, they said they were talking about that. I can't see Deion coaching. I just can't. Uh, I see maybe a year or two he would get bored. He has a lot of different things. He's a big star with the NFL Network. He just appears to me to be a guy who wants his freedom. And when you got a coach at a program like that, you're talking you got to really commit 14, 16 hours a day to that all the time. And I don't know if Dion has it. It might be something that he like, hey, I want my program to do better. He'd be great with recruiting, but I just don't know if he has that tenacity every day to go out there 12 months a year. Well, he is a, a really highly respected high school coach of a nationally ranked program that he mm-hmm. he coaches his son. And um, yeah. they are a really good school. And I'm with you. I don't think that he's Mr. X and O for sure. But getting him as a head coach, as long as he can keep a really good staff around him, you know, a good offensive coordinator and a good defensive coordinator, I think as a recruiting tool, I think it's a great idea Maybe not X's and O's kind of guy, but, you know, your head coach, I don't think Davo Sweeney's over here doing all these schemes. He leaves it a lot up to his offensive and defensive coordinators. I think it's great. I'm telling you, I think he'll lose interest. That's what I think. Uh, I think he'll lose interest. I think after a year or two, he'll be like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, he's living out in L.A. in a mansion. He's going to move back to Tallahassee? I don't know. <laughs> That's just the way I see it. That's just me. Good point. Good point. Uh, Ohio State Buckeyes got some bad, bad news today. Yeah. Uh, actually, last night, Chase Young, defensive end, all-world, all-American, uh, could be the next superhero. Heisman, got thir- uh, Heisman, people are talking about Heisman for this guy, too. Yeah. I mean, he's got 13 and a half sacks. They're saying maybe first, one, first pick of the draft. He got suspended today, maybe for the rest of the year. Uh, definitely this week. But uh, this could definitely hurt Ohio State as far as their chances in the playoff and to win it all. And Ohio State's got two more tough games. They got Penn State and they got Michigan. So uh, not good for Chase Young and Ohio State. Now, I'm sure they're going to appeal it. They're going to look into it. Uh, it was something that happened in 2018. But, wow, I mean, that's brutal for it to come out now in, you know, early November. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll watch it. I know he's definitely not playing tomorrow against Maryland. That's the reports I just read. But this kid's a beast if you watch him. He takes over a game. Ricardo's right. Some people are talking about Heisman. Some people are talking, you know, and then first pick of the whole draft. Yeah, yeah. When you mention that, that's huge stuff. I mean, that is huge. We're talking first pick. I mean, he's best player in America. So, Ohio State losing him, 
It's going to hurt them. It really is. They're going to smack Maryland, but Penn State, and then they got Michigan, and they need to stay unbeaten. Right, right. To stay in that playoff hunt. They definitely do. Clemson tomorrow, they're number five. Uh, by the end of the day tomorrow, they'll probably be in the top four because LSU is playing Alabama and Penn State's playing Minnesota. Teddy Govers talked about that game. He likes Minnesota. I like Penn State in that game. I uh, look at the schedule. That's what I'm basing my my uh, selection on. But Teddy says Minnesota can keep it close and hang in there. I don't know about that. LSU-Alabama game has been broken down a million times, and it will be a million more before 3.30 tomorrow. I mean, you go back and forth. Uh, you know, the coach at LSU, I thought he said one bad thing, and it's going to be on the bulletin board of the, uh, Alabama where everybody's getting a text message. He goes, we got other big games this year. Uh, you know, I don't think that was a great thing to say. You know, this is a guy who's trying to knock off the champ. Uh, I wouldn't give them anything at it. Not that they need extra, but I'm just saying I would not give them anything extra, me personally, uh, a team like this. We'll see. Uh, LSU, I mean, this is their best opportunity, they've said, for years. They've lost eight in a row. Uh, after you lose eight in a row, I don't know if there's too much talking you could do. I just go in and say, you know what, we're going to try our best, and hopefully it's a competitive game. We don't disappoint people. That's the approach I would do. I wouldn't be saying, well, you know what, we've we got other bigger games. But I'm not the coach at LSU. That guy is the coach, and uh, he's the one getting paid the millions of dollars. I'm the guy sitting in uh, South Florida on a radio station in Miami. So he doesn't care what I do. But for me and my players, I'm not putting that on there. And I saw a picture yesterday of Gronk. Wow. Man, he definitely is thin. Uh, I know December 3rd is the cutoff, but I don't think Gronk's coming back. I just don't. Not his last picture I saw. He looks really thin to me. Uh, and the Patriots need him. There's no doubt about it. But uh, And Kraft said, you know what, it's open every day. I hope he comes back. I don't see Gronk coming back. We'll be back, though. It is the Greek. It is Ricardo. We got Sid Rosenberg calling us at 3 o'clock, 866-801-0940. That's the number to call. Give us a call. Get involved. Talk NBA. Heaters win last night. Thank God. Back on the winning. And we'll talk college basketball, college football, or the NFL. And we'll talk a little bit about the NFL and the lines in the NFL when we return in the Greek zone. Peace. It is the Greek. Good afternoon. 940 wins, baby. Come on. Get jacked up. It's Friday afternoon. You're in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. I love being here. There's no other place I'd rather be unless somebody gives me more money. That's the new place I want to be. You know what the Greek's all about. Cash is king. Ricardo's in the studio. Ask Kiki Management. Uh, 866-801-0940. I'm on location doing what I do best which is absolutely nothing. Sid Rosenberg will be calling us today at 3 o'clock. You want to talk about nonsense at his best? Sid and I together? Ho-ho! There it is, baby. We'll talk some sports. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in his life. Obviously, he had the big race last week, his wife. And uh, I know he had uh, spent some time this week with Donald Trump Jr. and his girlfriend. Uh, I wanted to know what that was about. And obviously, Sid's podcast. And Sid, I don't know if you knew this, Ricardo, has finally stopped doing something on Twitter. Um, he's going to stop using profanity. Oh, wow. Wow. That'll make, now I'm not going to follow him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can follow kidding. him at work. Uh, I love Sid. He's the best. But Sid will be joining us at 3 o'clock. It is the Greek. It is Ricardo, Alabama, and, and LSU. Again, when I know anything's big in my life is when my mother asks me this. So last night she asked me, she said, gee, what about that college game? That's going to be big Saturday. I went, oh, my God. 
I said, how the hell do you know that? She goes, oh, Denise in 3B, her son went to LSU. I went, wow, this is a big game. Well, my mom can bring it to me? I said, wow, this is huge. There's no doubt about it. LSU and Alabama. Alabama laying seven. A lot of people like LSU. Uh, I tend to uh, lean toward LSU with the points. Where are you leaning toward, Ricardo? Uh, Alabama all the way, man. I think that they're going to cover. I think that this game hasn't been as close as even the rankings show the last few years. Obviously, we talked about the eight-game winning streak. But um, I just think Alabama's just way too much uh, for LSU. And I know you've been talking about Tua and how he might be a little rusty, but yeah. he didn't play all year until he played Clemson in the in the uh, national championship, came in in the second half. It didn't look like any rust on him. So um, I think that he's going to be just fine, you know. And I think that this LSU defense isn't as good as um, as some of the other defenses they might end up playing. Well, the thing with Tua, I was saying, when I say rust, when he came in that game, you are correct, okay? But he wasn't injured when he came in that game. Right, right. He was 100%. So there's a little difference. When I say Russ, I mean Russ also with his leg, adjusting. Right. You know, uh, it, it's a little different scenario coming off the bench healthy, 100%, than having an operation, whatever it was, 17 days ago. Right. And you know what? He can, they'll shoot him up and he may be fine. Go out there, throw four <laughs> touchdowns, and be like, screw. I didn't feel anything. And right after the game, he's like, oh, my God, what the hell happened? Uh, over on their 62, uh, LSU usually scores a lot of points. That game goes over. That means it's a barn burner. Yeah, I like you the know, under talk- in that. I like the under in that. Yeah. Uh, 62 is a lot of points. I mean, you're talking like, you know, maybe like, you know, 35-30, something like that for it to score. We'll see. Again, it's a big game, hyped up at 330. Uh, I'm sure game day is going to be there. A lot going on. In the NFL, you got some games going on on Sunday. You got the Kansas City Chiefs laying six to Tennessee. Buffalo Bills playing the Browns. The Browns are giving three to the Bills. That's a little fugazi because the Browns right now, they can't cover a tab. I mean, I, they can't cover my lunch tab. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Buccaneers laying four and a half to Arizona. Jets are getting three against the Giants. we got to ask Sid Rosenberg about that. We got the Falcons getting 13 and a half from the Saints. Bengals getting 10 and a half from the Ravens. Bengals are home. Bengals winless. Have not won a game. My Green Bay Packers, because it's the only thing I think I did right, unless they lose five in a row. Uh, they need to get the nine wins or seven and two. They're playing the Panthers. Panthers are getting five and a half. It's a win-win for me that game. Because if my boy goes off at fifty-five to one, I'm happy. The Bears and Detroit. Bears laying two and a half. I'm not laying points with that quarterback. He sucks. I'd rather put a Kardashian back there. Colts laying eleven and a half now to our Dolphins. My God, I was the third person to buy playoff tickets for the Dolphins, and I'm proud of it. I might be the only one there, but I got Dolphin tickets. I'll take the Dolphins at 11 and a half. Pittsburgh laying, getting four from the Rams. I like the Rams. Teddy like Pittsburgh. Vikings in Dallas Sunday night. Two marquee games. Um, Vikings getting three from Dallas. I like Minnesota. I just do. I don't think Dallas plays as well home, and I think Prescott has the tendency to throw in interceptions. Minnesota's got a good defense, and I like Cousins the way he's doing it. And then Monday night, big game, 49ers laying six and a half to Seattle. It could be a sucking game. We could wake up Tuesday morning and go, man, why didn't I see this coming? What is wrong with me? 49ers spank Seattle. Uh, Teddy Covers talked about this from sportsmemo.com. Russell Wilson is a great record on the road. He really does, and especially as an underdog. So I like Seattle. Um, I like Seattle plus the points, and they got a chance to win this game outright. What do you think about this game, Ricardo? Any thoughts? 
I mean, like you said, man, I'm, I like Seattle too. Uh, but I've watched so many more Seattle Seahawks games this year, and I've kind of caught some of the 49ers games. You know, a lot of the highlights, and the highlights look great. I just, I trust the Seattle team. I trust um, Pete Carroll. I trust Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett. You know, they just got Gordon. You know, they yeah. have DK Metcalf. They got a lot of really good guys on that uh, offense. I like Seattle in this game, but, you know, that record doesn't lie. The 49ers are undefeated. Yep. Oh, definitely. Um, again, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it's a Monday night game. Everybody's going to be watching, yep, yep. which is going to be huge. Uh, so we'll see what happens. If you need to borrow some money, Stephen A. Smith's the guy to see. Signed a new deal with ESPN. Uh, five, eight years. What do you get? Uh, eight million. Five years. Forty million. So yep. if you see Stephen A. Smith, go, Stephen, come on. And get a suit that fits you, bro. Come on. You got to be top notch. A lot of his suits, I don't like the way they're a little tailored. Uh, but when you're making that kind of money, eight million a year, you can get any suit you want. Call Giorgio Money come to your house. But hats off to Stephen A. Uh, he got a big contract. Now, a lot of people like him. A lot of people don't. That's, that's what makes him what, great, though. That, that's right. <laughs> I was going to say that. A lot of people like you know, pro, pro him, pro not, but he brings it. His opinions are funny. I like the way he stuff. Very, very, you know, he's got a great personality, and that's why he got that kind of money. Uh, Philip Rivers. Some people said to me last night, they said, Greek, this is it. This team's not going to Super Bowl. Obviously not this year. Philip Rivers might be done. He's got nine kids. He's going to have a lot to do if he retires. But I don't know. Is the window closed on Philip Rivers? Even last night, though, I mean, again, the Raiders win the game. I get that. They score, you know, with a minute and change left. So, you know, that's why I always say it's better be lucky than good when you're betting sports. But, man, Phillip Rivers, bad game again, a couple interceptions. Not playing up to par this year. Last year, the Chargers were on fire. Uh, they were People thought they might go to Super Bowl. They went to New England, got their ass kicked, and they haven't been the same. One thing with the Patriots, when they spank you as the last team, a lot of teams have a hard time coming back. I mean, the Falcons have never been the same. The Rams this year are not the same. I mean, they got some injuries, some different guys. But it is unusual when you see some of these teams that just can't get back to where they once were. And the Falcons are a great example of that. 28-3. to My God, anytime they hear those numbers, they must like, oh, my God. Because they've never been the same. I mean, look where they were last year. Not a great year. And this year, they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, they might be playing for a first pick the way they're going. So, I don't know. Like I said, it is very unique with a lot of these teams and what happens in the NFL. Our Miami Dolphins, they're getting 11.5 against Indy. I'll take the Dolphins at 11.5. I really will. We had a gentleman that called the show about a month ago. He said, hey, bet on the Dolphins. And you know what? All of a sudden, the last three weeks, they've covered. I mean, if your team sucks, try to make money with them. That's what I always do. It is the Greek. It is Ricardo, 866-801-0940. Who do we got, Ricardo? We got uh, Steve from Hollywood real quick before we go to break. How you doing, Steve? I'm the gentleman that called to start betting on the Dolphins. There you go. Hey. We just gave you a plug, Steve. We just gave you a plug. That's I told right. him. you. Were, you heard me. I'm driving Rick. down the road. I got to go meet the guy to collect. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm glad you're winning. Uh, and I said, I, was, I just said, well, I was, good job. Yep. I was driving back from Georgia, and I figured I'm too old to start doing lines off the dashboard again. So I figured I would bet on the Dolphins in the over. And then I won, so of course I loaded up with Seattle in the over two in the four o'clock game to get me through that six hour drive. Nice, so, congratulations. Uh, stay hot. Who do you remember, like this week? I believe I like the Dolphins again, and I was on the Colts all year long, but now I yes. think the Colts are going to try to just run this ball and get out of here. So I can see this game being 
17 to 13, something like that. You should never give 11 and a half when a team's just trying to get out. So, and they're giving way too much. So, you know, I, 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 I'm backing off the Colts and I'm going with the Dolphins. And I tell you, I, I, I can't, I love Russell Wilson and I can't bet against him, but it's, it, this is a game where I, I just think I got to watch that game. I hate to just watch a game because you don't have any yeah. interest in it. But, you know, but you, 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 sometimes you got to just bite the bullet and just sit there and stare at it and say, oh, my God, I can't believe I don't have anything on it. You know, so I do like your parlay today, by the way. Your, your parlay on the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, old, the, uh, the old Jew in the C Depot show. So. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it, brother. Yeah. Thank was, you so much. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what I, happens. Man, you know, they... What are you going to do with a boat? Yeah. Excuse me? Defoe with a boat. Defoe with a boat. How can he call to me? I mean, how's, I mean, that boat better have a payphone. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Defoe. I don't. I don't think Defoe's too good on water. To be honest with you, he's not too good uh, as soon as he steps out of the studio. So I would keep him in the studio all weekend. <laughs> oh, I tell you one thing. I, seeing him at the track, I've never seen a man more in his element than him at the track. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, he yeah. just falls. He, oh, he goes right in there. It's like. He walks in and he starts becoming a track degenerate. You know, oh, yeah, he starts yeah. slouching. Yeah. 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 He's got it all. We're going to go to break. We appreciate the call. And, again, gave you a, a shout-out and a heads-up for that big pick about the Dolphins. Good luck this weekend, and I hope you keep winning. Peace. Uh, me too. All right, buddy. God bless. And is the Greek. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with my boy Sid Rosenberg. Calls in every Friday to the Greek zone, despite Ricardo. Still calls in here. Peace.